Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, let's start the week with a factoid fest. We're experiencing the lowest rates of unemployment since the mid-70s. Vacancy rates across most NHS staff groups are high, despite the overall workforce having grown. Lever rates are climbing, there's a growing dependency on bank and agency, and the staff survey shows working experience has declined, sickness absence rates are higher than they were before the pandemic. Any workforce plan will have to take into account the lengthy training periods new intake professionals go through. It's expected the workforce plan awaiting Treasury approval will look at a 15-year time span and have little immediate impact. Due to the cost of living crisis, staff are dropping out of the NHS pension scheme, creating a problem for their future. Around 40% of the NHS workforce is over 50. Incentives to return after retirement are poor. The process is frankly a pain. The pay bill, £70 billion, is around 65% of the provider's expenditure. Each additional 1% of pay for NHS trusts accounts for around a billion pounds, allowing for full system costs. And that's why a 19% pay rise for nurses is undeliverable. It would add £19 billion to the pay bill recurrent year on year. Over the next 15 years, England's population is projected to increase by 4.2%. It's ageing. The number of people over 85 is estimated to grow by just over half, meaning staff skills and profile will have to change. The NHS financial settlement agreed with government in the 2021 spending review covered the period up to 24-25. The settlement requires the NHS to deliver efficiency savings of at least 2.2% each year, significantly higher than the roughly 1% a year the NHS has historically delivered. The NHS budget is estimated to have reduced in real terms by 3.4% in the 22-23 year and will increase by 1.8% 23-24 and by 2% in 24-25. NHS England funded the shortfall in the 22-23 pay award because the PRB awarded 4.75% and HMG paid only 3%. Making up the difference meant reducing the funding investment in technology and new diagnostic capacity. NHS England are already looking at what to cut in the 2023-24 window. We're well into 2023 and the results of the NHS staff survey for 2022 are still not available. Somebody needs to tell somebody to put a finger out. But in 2021, we know that we saw staff motivation and engagement drop off a cliff. There is a 10% productivity difference between the average of the 10 most and 10 least engaged acute providers. And for those with a combination of high pro productivity and effectiveness and high engagement, their working practices and workforce models can be quite distinctive, which tells me Whilst we're in the finger-pulling-out mode, there are a shedload of boards that need a clear-out. 
Things are so bad for NHS staff that NHS England has resorted to providing advice and guidance to staff to help their money go further, including directing them to ASDA, where children aged 16 and under can get a meal for a pound at any time of the day in their cafes across the UK. There have been serious efforts to retain staff by sharing good ideas and good practice. It's had some impact, but not for paramedics, where the lever rates are still on the slide, and for nurses, where there's been a tiny change of 0.1%. Midwifery vacancies are nearly 11%. Agency spend by the, the end of 21-22 was $2.9 billion. And you're wondering, if you're wondering the source of all these fascinating factoids, well, I've taken them from NHSE's evidence to the upcoming pay review body. The unions have said they won't cooperate with the PRB, and rumour has it that the government are saying they can only afford 2%. I'll leave the final word to NHS England. Pay is the largest component of NHS cost. Pay inflation represents a material cost pressure, and if not supported by additional investment, will result in trade-offs on staffing numbers, the ability of the NHS to deliver, reducing the elective backlog, bearing down on the expense of agencies, tackling sickness absences and improving the staff experience. Well, look, you don't have to be an economist, a unionist or a politician to see the extremists the NHS faces. It looks like all three of them have some choices to make. Thanks for listening. I hope we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye now.